You're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome, everyone, to episode 36 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always, Bob Chichinsky, with my good, good friend, Dogbark24. How's it going, man? Doing pretty good. How are you, Bob? I am doing good, man. Doing good. Head is spinning a bit with uh, all the amount of information that has come at us this weekend, but that is... Thankfully, what we are here to talk with you guys about this week, there, I mean, we don't really take time to just go over like news and stuff too much, but oh my gosh, there is so much to talk about and we wanted to get it out there for you guys and go through it and just uh, really hype up this freaking quarter four DLC because I told you guys, I thought it was going to be awesome. I thought there's going to be good stuff coming and whoo. That is an understatement. So we have a lot to talk about, and we are very, very excited to get it started. So let's kick it right off, dog. How is the news looking this week? Let's well, it's all news, but you know, <laughs> where are we going to start? I guess. All right. So you know, first off, we had the ESO marker thumb announcement, which was year and stuff and more. Then you know, I guess that you know. We will find out that the Tharn lives to save his daughter with the prophet during next year's year-long story. Or so says me, but we didn't actually learn about any of that. So <laughs> maybe, you know, in December or November. <laughs> I think that's more of a January thing, but you never know. Or January. <laughs> Either way, he's alive and, you know, I just know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, oh, other stuff is... Uh, Xbox PlayStation gets the small patches before PC does. Um, it's not really news, but I did kind of find that interesting that they do get those incre- incremental patches up before PC does, which is kind of cool. But And then, you know, probably the biggest news of, well, today is uh, Microsoft bought ZeniMax Media, a.k.a. Bethesda. Yep. Bomb freaking shell. If you haven't heard about it, now you have. And let me tell you, the first thing on my mind was, oh my goodness gracious, how much money did these people spend? And it was $7.5 billion. And if you think that seems not insane somehow, let me put it in a bit of perspective for you. (laughs) Four years ago, the Los Angeles Clippers were sold for $2 billion. And just a few years before that, Star Wars was sold to Disney for $4 billion. So, yeah, we're talking almost double freaking Star Wars. Like, this is baller money. Holy cow. So many IPs that are now going to be... Um, not necessarily Microsoft exclusives. I'm sure they'll still be all over the place. Um, but man, to be in the Microsoft stable with Game Pass and, you know, you got the Elder Scrolls franchise, Fallout, Doom. Oh my gosh. There's literally, yeah, there's, it's, it's so many. And the teams that are under this branch of 
Bethesda Softworks and Zenimax Studios, it's just wild. The things they're working on. And now with Microsoft money like straight backing them, the things that they can get done are, oh my gosh, very, very just like the potential is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think you know a couple things that I want to note is that hopefully this gets Sony to play ball with moving out of you know 2005 and into the 2020s with the exclusive stuff to console only. You know, Xbox is doing the uh, stuff for PC too. That's cool. And then it'd be nice if Nintendo did the same as well because there's some PlayStation games and Nintendo games that I like to play on PC or other console because I play on Xbox, but especially on PC. Yes, and pretty much that would like bring the future of gaming to what we all would hope it would be. And you guys are like, well, what does this mean for ESO? Well, probably not too much at first. ESO straight up, uh, top dog Matt Firor put out a message saying that everything is going to continue going as it has, and they have plans to keep ESO running and creating content for it across all platforms well into the future. So it's looking good. But you have this whole side of things where, you know, the fact that Microsoft now owns like Elder Scrolls, the IP Elder Scrolls online. And, you know, you never know what could come out of that. Like, there are people who say cross save may never happen, but you know, I I saw one guy who was saying specifically like it would hurt their profits so much. Well, I don't think making a cross save really hurts profits because, as a matter of fact, that might actually bring a lot of people back into playing. And you may not be selling a base game, but you're selling still. Everyone's buying the new chapter. Everyone's coming back to buy an ESO Plus with all these new DLC. Everyone's buying crowns for all this new cool stuff. They are putting out great content, and it's going to drive people in. And Xbox is kind of, Microsoft is like embraced this ideology of like, we don't need to have people pay up front for a game. We can have this, like, they're subscribing to Game Pass. So, boom, all our games are on Game Pass. Play them. We have them as a subscriber, so you know, money in their pocket every month, no matter what. But you're getting to play all these games, and that's the it's the future of gaming, I think. They've taken the ball and they're rolling with it, and it's freaking awesome. And I think, I think cross save is a possibility. It's it could be well down the road, and it may, of course, still never ever happen. But hey, I think it just got closer today than it's ever been. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool like if we could get like a bunch of us, you know, ESO podcasters like Lotus, you, me, Pixie, even Ark, um, some some of the US UESP people. So, like, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> the Red Diamond Courier and Tails, but okay. But yeah, you know, like we can, you know, there's twelve people on a trial team. It'd be cool if you could get all twelve of us onto the same trial team. That would be awesome. Yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day. Yeah, and then plus I could, you know, get my costumes, all my achievements, my dyes, my mounts, my pets, my ice heart staff, and my wizard hat. <laughs> so every I day just... I play with Dognum PCs, I wish I had my freaking ice heart staff. Yep, I saw somebody with my ice heart staff. I was like, 
man, I wish I had that. <laughs> yeah, you did. You you saw someone in there. And uh, but hey, undaunted event coming. Maybe Definitely you might have a chance. <laughs> That'd be cool. So speaking of events, we got some freaking news of an event starting this week, people. This week, and you should be excited because there is a lot of potential for awesomeness. Dogged, why don't you tell them about it? Yep, the event's the Lost Treasures of Skyrim, and it'll be from September 23rd to October 5th. It'll be happening in Western Skyrim. Like, that's where the main stuff is, and you get double nodes, double drops from dailies, and chance of additional loot from bosses. And it's delve, dungeon, trial, anything. Another, yeah. like, little section of this is the antiquities. You have to do, like, you know, whatever Xenonax has said, whatever their goal is, we have to do whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, This is not a little section. Antiquities is <laughs> never little, man. Antiquities is the biggest freaking section of everything, because it is the most awesome thing to come into the game. And... Let me hype them up for this because it is going to be freaking awesome. And if you haven't touched Antiquities, get into it. Go check out our Antiquities episode. It is grade A content and it will get you all all prepared to go be an antiquarian. And this is, like I was saying, we're probably going to get this uh, promotional event. And boom, here we go. We have the tiers once again. We have gold. We need to... Everyone's going to do antiquities and it's all going to contribute towards one big goal. And of course we can get free freaking stuff. As long as the community as a whole pushes towards and achieves these tiers 33% of the way through, we will get a body and face marking um, 66% of the way through. We will get a orchid fall orchid fall i don't know why that was so hard to say orchid fall veil fawn pet and yeah it's pretty much those cool little deers black and purple in the black reach it's freaking awesome can't wait to see the community unlock that the body and face markings were horror within is the title of them and then for tier three I know everyone is going to be so excited for this. We get another huge, awesome house. Antiquarian's Alpine Gallery. And you get an antiquarian feather house guest. I don't know. That word is weird. Anyways, yes. If you guys remember when we did the Somerset kind of promotional event, the summer fall event, I think it was, and we ended up with the Sigic Villa beautiful beautiful estate notable home and everyone got it for free when we completed the event so this is going to be very similar to that and yes it's going to be important guys we got to unlock that uh, like we have to have it I, I will do enough antiquities to get us like halfway you know myself but like the mirror community you guys come through like the other half i think we'll be good yeah uh i mean earlier bob and i were kind of discussing uh you know like if it would be like how much all that is and you know it's probably worth more than if you were to actually to go and buy graymore right now which i probably will you know end up doing on pc because a house i do need a house 
a pet. I do need a nice looking pet, even if uh, me playing on low graphics make it make it and you know the ugliest thing ever. But I can live with that. And then the house guest. That's pretty cool. And then body markings. But yeah, like and that. that's a good point, dog. I believe I I didn't read anything specific about it, but I like almost a hundred percent sure that you're gonna have to own Graymore to get these rewards, and you have to because you have to own Graymore to do the antiquities. So yeah. you have to contribute to this to get yourself in there for the rewards. So owning Graymore is clearly key to this. So, also, look out, be on the lookout. This is, you know, I don't have any actual inside detail on this, but I have a great feeling that Graymore will be on sale during this promotion at some time. So, if it's just too much for you, you don't, you know, have money for it, hey, there might be a sale, might be able to grab that, you know, maybe even half off, 20 bucks, 30 bucks. You never know. So, keep your eye out on that. Now, dog, what about the awesome boxes they could get during this event? Because it's not even just the promotion of it. We, like you said, we got Western Skyrim event, all kinds of stuff going on. Yep. Well, uh, the event you can get the bulging box of Grey Host Pillage. You can get one of those per day, and yeah, those can have crafting materials, um, style items for the Black Reach Vanguard or Grey Host styles, the zone sets which none of those are really, you know, the greatest, but hey, you try something out. Treasure maps and survey reports. Always good to get more maps, especially for, you know, Bob and I on our PC characters, where we are desperately looking for those. The alchemy maps that you get from uh, Skyrim, so Charis, Eggs, Biocoagulant, and Cryptid Nernroot. Um, those are pretty hard to get normally, so that'll be nice. The Blackreach, Vanguard, and Greymore Motif chapter pages. That'll help you complete your uh, you know, stuff. You, there's the new Sovereign Guard style pages that you can get from, this, from those boxes. Graymore furnishing recipes. And then you can get even more regular boxes from after the dailies. Or after that first box. Then you can get those from defeating the Delve and World Bosses. Completing Hero Storms. Opening chests. And much more. So probably, you know, lock boxes and killing the NPCs and the Psychic portals would be my guess. And you're going to be able to earn three tickets per day, which is pretty awesome. And the impresario is going to once again, of course, have all the Indrik feathers, which are fleeting. We're running out of time on Indrik. So if you haven't put together a normal one, you may want to start thinking about doing that. They will also have all of the Moss heart berries, Plus, as always, the group repair kits. And since this is the last of the Moss Heart Berries, we also get the uh, pet Indrik. This is the sapling Indrik. And they will have the new Sovngarde-style pages available. Wow, that was a lot of news right there. And we still have so much freaking more people. I'm telling you, so much news came out this weekend. <laughs> And today, yes. it's Monday. We're recording pretty much a special time, and I'm going to edit straight through the night to get this out because we want to push it out so quick for you guys because this news is so exciting. They're taking ESO in an awesome direction for the rest of the year, and we're super stoked to talk about it. So before we go 
too much into all the rest of this news, though. We do want to hit the PvP scores, of course. Not for the least of which reason is because the DC is leading a bunch of campaigns. But we'll start off with PC Stadia, as always. NA, you are looking at AD in the lead, 1.2K. Yes, very low. It reset two days, so 30 days left. AD, 1.2K. EP, right behind them, 100 points, 1.1K. DC trailing 800 points. So, very close, very close. Just started today. And we're looking at DC 1.3 leading EU, EP right behind them, 1285, and AD 1126. So, I believe, I, yeah, EP won last month's uh, campaign there in Greyhouse for PCNA. So, way to go on that. EU, I'm not too positive, so I won't say. But EP definitely won on PC Stadia NA. So, way to go. Dog, what about those Xbox scores? Well, you know, Xbox NA, the battle's been going pretty tough. You know, AD and DC spouts back and forth. Right now, DC is in first with 47.8K. AD is in second with 46.2K. And EP is in last with 39.7K. And then for the Xbox EU side of things, EP is in first with 47.7K. AD is in second with 46.5K. And then DC's in last with 39.8K. And as always, thanks to the one and only Lotus of Doom for our PS4 scores, where we see that the DC is leading in NA. 47K up on EP, 46K, and AD is in third, 45K. Man, that campaign has fluctuated so much this month. Hopefully DC can hold it out. Because they would get a sweep possibly on PS4. Because in the EU, we've got DC leading as well at 49k. Bit of a bigger lead over EP at 44k. And AD at 40k. So DC locking it down this month right now. Four this week at least. Four campaigns being led by our PC brethren. And man, speaking of Lotus, like... You know, dog, everyone is starting to notice how much you love the Evan Hart pack, man. It's really starting to, you know, it's a, it's a bad look for you, honestly. Yeah, well, DC seems to be pretty good in fighting AD for first while EP is in stagnant and last for Xbox NA side of things. You know, I'm helping them along with that. You know, maybe just for a couple keeps, but, you know, I like to think that I'm doing more. And... <laughs> You know, especially while Bob's not existent, but that's okay. And yeah. then DC is currently leading both PlayStation servers, so I think Lotus should join the correct faction with that alliance token that is now in the game. Do you need us to send you one, Lotus? <laughs> we could gift you one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have him on PC than uh, DC. <laughs> that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Oh, you know, Arcanier, he could also, you know, join the faction that slaughters the Guar instead of EP, the protector of Guars. Or maybe that's just me. Before we get into the rest of the notes, we ought to just take this little middle portion of the episode. Remind you guys of our awesome sponsors, Loot Crate and Gamefly, where if you check out in the show notes below, 
find links to both and they both have awesome deals. You can get 15% off your first order at Loot Crate. Or if you sign up for one month at Gamefly for only 10 bucks, you get another month on us for free. That's two months, 10 bucks. So again, if you are interested in either of those, there are links in the show notes and it is a big support to our podcast. We get a straight kickback from it. So win, 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 because I win because I mentioned it. I'm just kidding. The office reference. I should stop. Anyways, <laughs> these opportunities come from us being a part of the oh so wildly popular Robots Radio Podcast Network, where you guys should go check out all the great shows at robotsradio.net. Have you ever wanted to learn more about geography without sitting through a snoozy old lecture? Geography Arcade is a weekly podcast all about your favorite video games and their geographic lessons inspirations, and even some minor analysis. Some may say analysis, boo. Well, we're gonna learn and have fun while we talk about Pokemon, Elder Scrolls, and much more. Come join the adventure at Geography Arcade on your favorite podcatcher and YouTube. All right, all right, all right, dog. So we have pretty much like the best news drop of ESO content, update and quality of life stuff coming probably since the transmute station was invented, I think. How do you feel about all this? Just like off, you know, off the rip. For me, I haven't really had that transmutation, you know, as an update, because when I started playing, that was already a thing. So for me, this is definitely the biggest, uh, you know, quality of life update aside. I think the other one before was the, uh, you know, switching your characters up and down. You know, next year, hopefully they'll do the uh, guilds so you can change up your guilds. So that'd be awesome. You know, a couple guilds I want up to, you know, one, two, three, all that. Rearrange, yes. Yes, that's the word. Thank you. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. I mean, it's the the scope of this update is comparable to probably one Tamriel. I mean, this is game-changing stuff that they're bringing in. So, if uh, you guys didn't end up catching the ESO live stream on Saturday, September 19th, we we told you about it in the episode, but it came the episode also came out Saturday, so I mean how much you know time, you know. Anyways. So if you didn't catch it, we are gonna talk about all the awesome stuff that they brought up. So you don't need to go watch the VOD or anything. Even though how could you not want to go see, you know, Finn's beautiful face? <laughs> well, unless, you know, he recently killed you in some dungeons with mechanics. I don't know, I'm rambling now. I'm so excited because we have release dates for Barkarth, November 2nd and November 10th, PC the 2nd, all consoles on the 10th. It's also the new release day of the uh, Xbox Series X, so that's pretty cool. If you're getting that Xbox new console, come home, play brand new Markarth, boom, man. In your 4K TV that, you know, I can't afford any of this, so that's cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyways, so we are going to have some black reach under Mark Arth. And, I, you know, I we don't really have too much of a structure for this. We do have some. OK, so we're going to get through some of the news stuff they talked about, some of the stuff for the next chapter. And then we're going to talk about some of the like specific things that are coming to like base game and stuff. Pretty much it's the same kind of order they did it in, but we're going to break it down and really like try and uh, show how this is going to affect the way we all get to play the game. And there's going to be a lot of cool, cool changes. Yeah. As for like, you know, black reach under Mark Karth, I wasn't, you know, hugely surprised by that because that does give them room to explore more of Skyrim at a later date, which I'm also kind of happy about because, you know, having access to the college Winterhold or uh, White Run and other prices, other parts of Skyrim will be, you know, cool to for them to expand upon later. And then, as for the new stuff, uh, they have a couple new monsters. They have weird dwarven spider monsters, and then evil shadow enemies pretty interesting looking actually they're really cool looking um along with a new dorvin pet you get from i think antiquities too which is pretty cool yeah dude those new evil shadow enemies are they look so freaking cool like i just remember that they threw some concept art up there and i was like oh my god that looks totally spooky and i want to go kill it even Markarth looks pretty cool. Like, yeah, because, like, you know, I'm not the biggest on Dwemer stuff, so Markarth for me was not the ideal place to go. But <laughs> they just, like, it's so reached out. Like, the Reachmen have taken over it, and they have all their stuff up all over. It's a great interpretation of what Mark Arth would look like under the influence of, you know, not the reach. <laughs> yeah. The people of Skyrim, or I guess the civilized people of Skyrim. So really cool. Really, really exciting. Yeah. You know, if my character was ignored, I, th- she would definitely belong there because, you know, I do have that death ship. Um, hopefully, you know, Mark Arth gives me some awesome furnishing. That'd be pretty cool. You know, more death stuff for the death ship. Definitely going to be a lot of new furnishings. That much is for sure. Yes. So getting into some of the new stuff that's coming with it, we are going to have a new solo arena. The first since Maelstrom, which came out with Rothgar, which, yeah, was the first year that the game released on console, which makes it the second year the game was out. PC, you know, whatever. Anyways, so. We have all kinds of exciting stuff coming with that. We got to see the one and only Mike Finnegan on stream kind of go through it. There's going to be all kinds of interesting and new stuff. There is three different sections of it. You get to choose however you want to take it on. And the uh, progressive areas, like whichever ones you didn't go to first, it gets harder each one. So... If you really hate one boss, you could take it on first and have it be the easier mode one, you know. And in each of those arenas, you have two bosses. So you're looking at a total of six, then a big bad final boss. So 
This Silarina, which is called the Vate Shrine Hollows, I, I believe that's pronunciation. I don't know. These words are all weird. So it's a place where Reachmen prove they're Reachmen. And you're going to have to prove that you are just as freaking awesome as a Reachman, for the lack of better words. Um, so, yeah. And you guessed it. We are going to have arena weapons once again. There will be a normal and perfected version, so you don't have to do it on Veteran to get them unless you want the perfected versions, which will definitely be worth it. And Veteran is, you know, will be a good challenge, I'm sure. And there is, you know, just great rewards for doing it on Veteran including a freaking awesome skin. So cool. You guys should look it up. But so there are the uh, arena weapons and they correspond with, if you were playing when the game first came out, the last skill of each of those weapon lines. And it's going to be pretty cool to see. Uh, Momentum rally is the two hand. Snipe is the bow. Um, I think power power bash is the shield, right, dog? Um, I think it might have been the gap close. I don't know what the gap close is called though. But yeah, man, this is this is gonna be freaking crazy awesome. I know that you are not, you know, too particular to solo instances. How are you feeling about it? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it really depends on, like, what it is, because, like, for example, VMA, uh, like, I mean, Soul Arena is, like, it's a completely different, you know, thing. Like, you're focused on yourself instead of, like, group participants. So, you know, when I see people with, like, the Flawless Conqueror, it's like, oh, okay. All that tells me is that you're really good at solo content, but I don't know how you are in, you know, group content. And... That's that's pretty much my only, you know, uh, argument with, you know, solo arenas. I'm fine with doing them. I'm just I'm not the greatest at them because I am more of a group member. But, you know, I just have to, you know, mess with my mess up with my build a little bit. That's all I have to do. So exactly. It, it, it'll be worth it, man, because this thing is going to be freaking awesome, I think. Yeah, I know I definitely want to try out that snipe bow. I know you're saying I might want to try out the freaking wrestle staff, even though it's so little, yeah. but yeah. I like resources, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it is true. I love resources. I wouldn't lie about them. So, that was the uh, time that you got to spend with Finn. There was, it was a very, all kinds of stuff in this video. We're breaking it down for you in uh, succinct little parts. So the biggest part came with the lead gameplay designer, Rob Garrett, who I, this is the first time I've seen him on a, on a Twitch stream or anything. And this dude's a G man. He just came out and announced all the freaking awesome stuff. I like this guy. <laughs> so I uh, dunked. Why don't you get into some of the stuff that he talked about that is all going to be coming to the game in quarter four, update 28 with Mark Arth, only weeks away. Yeah, he told us that there was going to be 17 new item sets. 
two of those are going to be the new mythic jewelry pieces. I think he said that they were both rings, but I'm not 100% sure. And then a lot of the, you know, quote unquote sets are the uh, weapons that you get from the Vatish and Hollows. So it might, so the 17 might seem like a lot, but. Well, no, because there are, well, yeah, I guess there's still the normal amount of the three crafted sets, the three Overland sets. Yeah. But there are also three uh, new sets in that arena, as well as just the, uh, like, weapon sets from it. Yeah. So that'd be, you know, nine actual set sets. Yeah. Eight extra. And uh, all these sets right now are active on PTS, guys. So if you won't play PTS, you can try them out. And the patch notes are live. It was version uh, 6.2. You go look it up and go through them. They are thick. Gina is ever working on those patch notes, even <laughs> through her birthday week. Yeah, that was last week. So, you know, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I'll take it away. <laughs> One of the jewelry pieces, or one of the mythic uh, jewelry pieces, was the pale ordering, and I think that'll be OP with my magplar jabs because those already heal me. And what the pale order ring does is this, that it returns fifteen percent of damage caused as health to yourself, but no one can heal you. And I'm thinking I slap that on, and I'll be pretty set for those vanishing hollows. Yeah. I that is kind of scaring me for PvP a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that is going to be OP. I mean, you don't really need to be healed by other people, especially when you're a Templar. Yeah, <laughs> especially a magic Templar. So they're also going to be like, as well as we're getting new mythic pieces, we're just getting overall a bunch of new antiquities. So they are continuing to update this system pretty cool they're not just like here it is we're never gonna touch it again they have included new stuff who knows if they'll continue to do that going forward but so far so good now these uh there are some gonna be some cool things more things you have to get fragments of and then put together there is a little dwarven like beetle pet thing it's pretty cool not a usual dwarven spider it's a new kind of creation so you're gonna be able to go get that from antiquities as well as this dwarven looking hat. So, yeah. Lots of dwarven stuff, but, you know, it's going to be cool. And I think that, you know, antiquities, as always, you guys know, I love them. So I think that it's really cool that they continue to put new stuff in there. Now, uh, what kind of updates are they bringing to housing, dog? Uh, they're kind of just bringing some uh, bug fixes, some of the... They're bringing in new houses. They're bringing in new housing items that are all coming like later after update twenty eight. Uh, I think some of it was like the uh, the house guests, so you know, probably stuff that would be either in the crown store or, well, yeah, a lot of that's you know in the crown store. So, and then I don't know what kind of bug fixes they're doing because I haven't really looked that deep into the PTS notes. But what I do know something about is the changes that are coming for the Rick quests in Update 28. And pretty much what that's going to be is that they will show up while you're crafting. Now, you know, if you're using like the lazy Rick crafters, you're like, oh, I just have to, you know, do nothing. But, you know, for us console players, 
we don't really have that luxury or, you know, people who don't have add-ons or don't have those add-ons. Especially for like the master. It's like, oh my gosh. Sometimes you just cannot remember like what trait, what style. Yeah. Or even if you have it, like sometimes I'd spend like two minutes just searching to see if I have it. And sometimes I don't because. Well, I just don't have it. (laughs) Yeah. And the big thing was, well, it works for gamepad. So which is also consoles. The ones another. Yeah. Another, you know, big update is the text search and subcategories. Finally. Yeah. Pretty cool. And once again, you know, uh, you know, that was already kind of a thing for people with add-ons, but if you didn't have add-ons, it's there. I don't know what add-on they were talking about because I'm new to PC. (laughs) I was like, I don't have any search add-on. All right, man. So that's cool for me. And I don't like the less add-ons I need to have running while I play the game, then the better. I'd rather just have it be from the game. So that's pretty freaking awesome. Search bars in your inventory, in your bank, and in your guild bank. That's going to be awesome. Yes, that is freaking awesome. Yeah, but then, you know, one of the things that I kind of saw was, you know, the great segue, like Sheena's like said something to Jessica about a great segue and great segues are not great segues when you say it is. <laughs> and that's where the items. That's what comes. makes them great, dog. <laughs> You're a master of puns. You should know this better than anyone. <laughs> They're only great if you comment on the greatness. <laughs> I guess that's fair enough. <laughs> so now. We have some more stuff to talk with you guys about, but I have something serious I need to talk to Dog about first. Dog, you own like eight Indrix. How in the world do you not know how to spell the word Indrix? <laughs> there is no I here, dude. And you did it twice, so I know you think that's how you spell it. No, there is an I there. And no, I know there is not, there. dude. No, there is not. Yes, there is. There is not an I there. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) I've been lied to. No. (laughs) You tried to lie to me. (laughs) Oh, but then you... Oh, that look. The one time it spelled right where you pulled it off the... (laughs) Yep, that was just straight up copy paste. (laughs) Oh, man. Yep. Sorry, guys. Um, I had to. I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you know we're kind of talking about it, you know, I guess that's a great segue. But uh, <laughs> each of these event features their own rewards and challenges, and allow you to collect event tickets, acquire the final Indrik evolution, the Crimson Indrik. And I'm pretty sure I pronounced Indrik wrong too, but that's okay. Pretty sure I've been pronouncing it wrong forever, but. That's okay, too. <laughs> and I'm not changing now, so that's right. This is the final Indirect Evolution available since we first introduced them back in 2018. We'll have more information later about what we'll be replacing them. Well, at least you will never have to spell Indirect again. <laughs> We're pronounce it wrong. <laughs> actually, I actually have to pronounce it wrong for four more times this year. That's true. That's true. <laughs> You will, because we have all kinds of events coming. 
Guys, <laughs> they confirmed the next three events. And we've got dates for you, too. So you could literally, you could plan out the rest of your year, guys, and Elder Scrolls. You know, that's what everyone does. So, first one coming up, Witches Festival. And, of course, the first one coming up, don't forget, we got the Lost Treasures of Skyrim. That starts the Wednesday, should be day after this episode. September 23rd ends Monday, October 5th. Then... We got some downtime. Witches Festival will start October 22nd and run through November 3rd. So don't worry. You could still go out and safely party for Halloween. All right. Well, no one gets sick, but keep it safe. Keep it candy. <laughs> but, anyways, you'll have some time to come back and still do some Witches Festival. It's still November 3rd. I like that. I don't like it when yeah, it's and- day after Halloween. <laughs> but uh also that'll be uh you know just in time for that first day of uh pc release too Ooh, that's true and then we will have the undaunted celebration the end of november november 25th through december 12th so once again i think it's probably looking about 10 11 days yeah that's Pretty like almost awesome. two weeks usually it's like three days four. or four days <laughs> yeah i think that they're like, okay, we fixed the activity finder and it can handle it. So let's do <laughs> a, a full fledged and undaunted celebration, a true celebration of the work that they've accomplished on this thing. I mean, it's been I a long year. Full rotation. I, of like no, the well, yeah, of the pledges. Yeah, I think it takes. Well, I think it's only a week. Mm. I could be wrong. But like, including the DLC ones. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. DLC is longer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So then we will have the New Life Festival from December 21st. Only nine days of downtime in between those two. We got a lot of events <laughs> coming, guys. New Life Festival, December 21st through January 2nd. So this one you will only have, you know, get to party, ring in the New Year's, and then immediately go back to 2021. Just start it off right on Elder Scrolls Online. That's the way you do it, right? The, Finishing up at all here for it. Yeah, you you got to finish it right, man. I I was just so excited for double XP. Like we could not have started on PC at a better time. Just just gonna be the end of the year double XP. But yeah, I mean that also makes you know right now the best time to you know get into ESO. You know, yeah, especially with the uh, awesome promotion event they're gonna have going on for the next like week and a half. Come in, get Graymore. You could work with the community. You'll get a pet. You'll get a, a house. It's going to be really awesome. And then you'll get to partake in all the events coming up. And, you know, they are, that's some of the funnest times of the year. And so I think uh, everyone loves the Witches Festival and the New Life Festival for sure. As repetitive as the New Life can be, it's still everyone loves it. All right. All right. So. We are through quite a bit here, but don't worry, there's more. Yes, people, more and more information <laughs> continues to come through, and it has just been crazy. Like, I think we recorded 
um, maybe Wednesday. I got the episode out Saturday. So all this news has come out in the last, like, from Saturday to Monday, pretty much. And here we are recording Monday night. So it's been wild. And like I said, we're so excited to talk to you guys about it. The last stuff we have to talk about is all the direct stuff that's going to be coming straight to update 28. There was a uh, article about it in the forums that detailed some stuff, which uh, Rob Garrett also went over in the thing. And we're going to talk about some of them here. And um, yeah, the, we're going to talk about the two. Well, the the biggest change coming to ESO that will be a game changer for everyone. That's last. So here we go, dog. Update 28. What are we looking at? All right. So we're looking at major and minor buffs. These were originally as standard abilities. And pretty much what they're going to do is they're going to change them. And then this change will help the server as there are now many different ways to get buffs and debuffs. There are a lot of buffs to buffs your friends. And a lot of debuffs to throw at your enemies. They also adjusted some of the buffs, so overall they probably aren't changing them too much, but they're changing like how they work on the server. So just a little bit more like you know server and enhancement and all that. Yeah, I think it's a lot of the way like they're applied and like stuff like that through the server. I'm not sure. Smarter people than me are working on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just talk about it. Yeah, I'll summarize it. Put it in, you know, common people terms. <laughs> Layman's terms. Yeah. Uh, other changes is the Frost Staff. Uh, the heavy attack will no longer taunt with it. The taunt is now in the Frost Clench ability. The uh, They changed Wall of Frost. Uh, they removed the Sair. It gives a damage shield to group members, and it was lower the damage. So I think the damage shield is to, like, five group members. They also increase the damage shield, I think. But then there's also the new brittle buff, which is for ice staff. And when you chill, when an enemy is chilled with the frost staff, they in- it increases their crit damage taken. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, those are some pretty big changes. I mean, I they're not like huge but the fact that it won't taunt with a heavy attack that that's big i mean that's something that's been around since the beginning and it's something that has always annoyed tanks when people want to use a you know frost frost staff they don't understand that it taunts yeah yeah i think that'll be cool and then uh following that we are getting some uh very interesting stuff happening with crit and we talking critical the critical calculations because as you guys probably know the power creep in pve is insane we are gods there is nothing standing in our way and uh yeah so they they're constantly trying to slow that down a little bit and um i don't think they're trying to slow down so much as also just kind of rework the way things are to make things more coherent. So instead of having spell crit and weapon crit, these those stats will still exist. But as far as armor and stuff goes, you will now see crit chance. So 
for example, uh, you know, Mother's Sorrow, instead of giving you blah, 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 spell crit, you will now see it give you blah, 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 critical chance. So this is going to directly correlate to both your spell and weapon crit. So they will be the same now. It's kind of the same concept of what they did with, um, you know, the resistances, the physical and spell, they made armor. Then they took the, uh, they didn't do it with penetration, did they? No, they're just now starting on penetration. Oh, okay. So interesting. Yeah. They're like doing crit first and then they are slowly like crit is like being done right now. And then penetration is like the first like steps are being taken. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, that's going to be coming uh, right now. Update 28. That is live out there on PTS right now. So uh, that's going to be interesting. I don't think it will drastically, you know, affect anything, but maybe make things a little bit easier. Maybe make some things easier to farm. I don't know. And then very excited as you know i am a lover of pvp i have to talk about these battlegrounds guys <laughs> oh my gosh group battleground cues are finally back as they said they were testing all these solo cues for quite a while and the tests went you know well i i assume they didn't really talk about it but now they're adding more tests which is Putting back in a group queue while keeping the solo queue. So you will now be able to queue for a group dungeon where you will be able to queue with one, two, three, or four. Or you will be able to queue for a solo dungeon where you will only play solo players. Now, like I said, you can still, as a solo player, queue for the random group one, but you may play you know, a pre-made team of four. So you just have to be prepared for that. Your team you know, clearly isn't going to be pre-made. You're solo. So very excited, though. Uh, get back in there and test that out. Yep. And then another uh, big, and probably the biggest, is the item set collection. Well, first off, you know, I'm a hoarder. So I have a lot of miscellaneous junk on extra characters. You know, some will be in anywhere ranging from 150 to 210 spaces. But I also love having funny named items to link to chat, like, you know, Chef's Apron or some weirdly named fish that I find while fishing. Like, don't touch my pigtails. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's but a okay. hairstyle. It's a <laughs> yeah, hairstyle. Yeah, that's a hairstyle. You can't, that's not something you have in your inventory. It's in your collections if you have all the hairstyles. Okay, okay. I guess, you know, that's somewhat related if you compare collection and collection and not well, items that into you with your inventory. It's comparable because it's linking things in chat, dog. I rate that a 2 out of 10 on, you know, what it is, but all right. But yeah, this oh, item set collection is account-based, so that's, you know, pretty good. And then what this does is it works for bound items. And once you collect a bound item, it gets put into this collection. And then pretty much what I, what I, when I first heard of this, you know, item collection set, I thought you had to deconstruct the item, 
or like you had to like submit it through the transmuter. I don't know. I thought it was something weird, but that's not the case at all. You just have to have it on you. It just has to be a bound item. Yeah. Once it went like, so if you pick up a piece of gear in a dungeon where it says bind or, well, I guess that binds automatically. So if you pick up an overland piece and it's like, um, binds on equip, you have to equip it onto yourself. And then once you bind it to your account, the collection system will register that you have collected that piece of gear at some point. Yep. And then you can go ahead and sell it or decon it. And this crazy thing is that this works for mythics. And well, yeah, that means you only have to get the mythic item once now, which is pretty cool. Especially if you want to get like, you know, a lot of them. Yeah, I mean it works for mythics, it works for monster sets, trial sets. Uh, arena maelstrom weapons i mean you are going to be able to go into maelstrom collect your you know um i don't know whatever you could just get a one of each why not you know and then if you are not even using one of them and then sometime down the road so you just deconstruct it right you're like i don't need this sometime down the road they buff the crap out of you. you're like oh no i don't want to go back through maelstrom and get my perfected dual wield. So boom, you can now go to the transmute station and boom, you can recreate the dual wield that you had collected originally for a certain price. And it recreates at the levels like a um, you know, grade of you know purple superior or whatever that it comes in. And you can also choose to increase that. So that just costs mats and you can create in whatever trade. I mean, it's so crazy. This system that's coming out. So yeah, this is going to be pretty much um, the most game changing thing. Like I know like dog was saying, we got a lot of hoarders and Elder Scrolls online. <laughs> Everyone has, you know, walls of storage chests with monster sets with, arena sets you know rings and amulets or i guess those no rings and amulets yeah i was right those aren't the same but um yeah i know my house is i know dog's house is i've seen so many people who just store gear just in case and now we won't have to the only gear i'll be keeping is the stuff i already have golded out or in the perfect rate and i'm definitely going to use it and this is going to just save people's inventory so, so, so much. And this can be a little bit like, I know we're trying to explain it the best we can. Um, might be a little bit hard to wrap your head around just hearing us talk about it. Uh, they did show a pretty good example of this whole process in the, uh, the stream there. And you can go check their VOD at the Bethesda Twitch. You could see it for yourself. It is freaking amazing, and it is going to be the biggest game changer in ESO. I mean, it's gonna, I think, be a game changer, making it probably one of the bigger MMOs like out there. Like it already is, and one of the most frustrating things of MMOs is like grinding, grinding, and getting rid of stuff, and it changing, or get, having something and changing, then changing back later, or you know, just like the farming of stuff over and over and it's like now once you get it you're gonna be done so 
you won't have to just get it over and over again. You'll be able to get it the one time and it'll be able for you to do what you want with it. And it, it it's honestly a legendary thing they're doing here. Now, with this being a thing you're going to use the transmute station for, clearly, yes, there is going to be a cost of the transmute crystals. And at first, when you're just remaking one piece of a set and you haven't found the full set, it's going to start at 75. But as you complete, uh, you know, a collection and get more items of it, the cost lowers. So it can go all the way down to 25 transmutes. That's extremely low. Now, you might be thinking, like, whoa, that's so many transmute crystals. How am I supposed to get up that many when I can only hold 100 or 200 max? Well, there's a new max for transmute crystals. The new max is 500 and 1,000 for ESO+, plus, which is five, five times. times. <laughs> Not five ten times. times man. <laughs> five <laughs> times. Yeah, Dog thought it was you know, dogs over here just like... This is insane. This is 10 times. Calm down. <laughs> Five <laughs> times, bro. It's still pretty insane, man. This is this is radical changes. Yeah, it's because, you know, I've never had, like, below, like, 100 transutes in, like, a very long time because I have, have you know, hundreds, if not thousands, just stacked up in my mail waiting. And, and now, why would you think that you can only have 100 if you've always had more than 100 for so long? Why? Because I've always, I've, I always said at max, right? I transmute something, I pull out the gold, and I use it. I transmute something, I pull out... Some, okay, yeah. I guess that's fair. I guess you yeah, just... Like, I use it in, yeah, I use them in 50s, and then I pull out 50. <laughs> Ball, big baller over here. Yeah. But yeah, so five times increase, guys. And I know you might be thinking like, dude, I don't have, like, what do you want me to do? 18 full characters get, you know, PvP rewards every month? That's not what I want to do. Don't worry. They have realized that the only main way to get the transmutes is from PvP. And so they're going to do to make sure that there is going to be ways you could get good ones in PVE as well. So, yeah, really, really, really excited for that. Yeah, but you really should go for that 25k AP a month for well as many characters you can, because you do get 50 transmute crystals. And then you'll be like me and be like, oh, I don't even know what the max cap is because. I'm sitting on all of these transmute crystals and that I'll never use. And then one day, you know, in the future, they'll up it to like 2,000 or 3,000. Or I guess, you know, what? And you could 5,000. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I could get a whole blue for real from just this episode. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> it's me too, don't worry. So... Dogged, we just went over some of the most exciting news coming to Elder Scrolls in a while, man. What what are your overall thoughts from the whole what are your what's your takeaway of it? Um, I think it's all pretty good. Like I like many of the changes, especially, you know, it'll it's make it just makes life easier. But one of the things that, you know, they're kind of all talking about like, oh, like you no longer have like 
all these sets in your inventory. But that's not always necessarily the case, especially if you're a healer, which I'm a healer, or a tank, which, oh, I have a tank, but I'm not a tank, but that's okay. And pretty much, you, you're still going to want to have a bunch of those extra just-in-case sets to buff up your group for trials, because, let's face it, you and another healer, especially if you're pugging a trial, are not always going to be able to be like, oh, I have this and this, and then I want you to have this and this. Like, that's not always going to be the case. That's why you want to have, like, I'd say at least three, you know, sets extra. But Oh, I'm sure everyone is going to keep those sets. Man. I, I, I mean, in my mind, it's like <laughs> I have, like, 80 just-in-case sets in my house. Inventory. <laughs> like, yeah. If I could cut that to 10, like, that would be... <laughs> a drastic improvement i may never worry about inventory again if i cut that much out because <laughs> of all the storage coffers and everything in my house like there's so much space to be had that is just filled with sets that i never use so i it's it's crazy not to you know pile drive your your overall <laughs> thoughts or anything <laughs> But yeah, I I was going to kind of go into more, but yeah, pretty much yeah. Like I'm I'm going to be getting rid of like every stamina set that I have because I really don't play stamina and I, I really only kept the weapons because let's face it, if you're going to be farming a set, you're going to want the weapons or the jewelry. And I have both. I'll probably get rid of any purple jewelry because I can I'm okay with losing out on Zircon, but yeah. Definitely not going to get rid of the chromium because that's just too good to have, and chromium is so expensive. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I gotta say my well, I mean, you guys probably know my thoughts by now. I've just been uh, on a very excited level this whole episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I I was saying it in the episode before. I had a feeling that this DLC could be a really big one. And I don't know, it kind of felt like Greymore was like pretty freaking awesome and big. And then like quarter three was just like down, you know, and like they usually the quality of life is like quarter three. So it was like, mm, man, I don't know. Well, actually, yeah, it, it is quarter four too. But they were like, here's some housing stuff, the character bath. And here's a group mount that still hasn't come out. I hope it does someday. But man. <laughs> That I was like, this one, this quarter four, I think they're really going to go hard. Like, I had a feeling, and boom, I am just blown away, super impressed by everything. And I can't wait to get on my Xbox account and see how full that sticker book is from, you know, just all the sets I've saved. And I'm excited to start filling it up on PC. So, dog, that about wraps it up here for us in the courier shop. Why don't you tell people where they can find us if they want to come talk about all these exciting things coming to Elder Scrolls Online in the next few months? All right, so you can find us on Twitter of at Red Diamond Cast. You can find our Facebook page of the Red Diamond Courier. You can find us on our Xbox Guild of Heirs of the Red Diamond. You can also find us in our brandly new created PC Guild of Also heirs of the red diamond which you can join using the robots radio discord found on robotsradio.net and if you check our show notes you could find links to our merch store and our awesome music creator 
Daniel Nisley, who can create all kinds of awesome beats for you if you stream or podcast. Or, you know, just want to lay down some, you know, sweet lyrics. Uh, this sentence is falling apart. Anyways, that is all out there for you guys, as well as links to our sponsors that we mentioned earlier. So if you are looking to support the show, those are all great ways that you could do it. And if you really also want to show your support for the show, uh, one thing that really just means a lot to us and helps get more eyes on our podcast is if you could go leave us a review on Apple podcast, that would be freaking awesome. And if you drop a five-star review, we will read it out on the show. And I haven't checked those in a week, so maybe I should do that. But Anyways, that would be super appreciated by us. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for taking the time to, you know, listen and be here with us. So, Doug, what about you, man? Where can the people find you? Find me on Xbox of DogBark24. And then you can find me on Twitter and ESOPC on, on at DogBark24. So, yeah, you can play with me and, well, I can, you know die on pc when i pull the entire dungeon because i forget that i'm not on a cp 810 and i'm not op i'm not a god <laughs> not yet if not yet but time will come as soon as i get like 300 and some cp then i'll be you know a miniature god again a demigod yeah <laughs> and if you guys want to find me i am on xbox bob chichinsky and on ESOPC, Twitter, and Twitch at Bob underscore Chichinsky. Should be doing some streaming this week, hopefully two days at least. And yeah, always excited to hang out with you guys, talk Elder Scrolls. Um, man, that Antiquity event is starting. Make sure you guys get out there and do your antiquities. Ah, it's it's going to be a awesome end of the year for Elder Scrolls Online. Honestly, I'm so excited. Yeah, I think I might be doing this event on two uh character two two places. Yeah, I know, two two platforms. Yeah, two platforms, that's the word. See, we're gonna yeah. really contribute, guys. We're gonna get those numbers up there. Well I don't know how much I'll be tr- contributing on PC, but yeah. <laughs> I'll I will i will keep my tickets on PC, right? <laughs> there you go. So once again, thank you guys for hanging out. And uh, yeah, hope you guys got your share of all the awesome information. Once again, if you guys want to see any of this stuff for yourself, the VOD is out there on Twitch, the Bethesda channel, and the PTS patch notes are out on uh, ElderStrollsOnline.com, which um, they have a lot of these in there for you. So we will catch you guys next week. Have a good one. Stay safe out there. See ya. Yep. See ya. to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. 
Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Arrgh.